Okay, opening up the 92.7 FM request line. Hey there, it's Nick Winters. What can I play for you? Hi, uh, how about Heart of Gold by Neil Young? Heart of Gold. Ah, sorry, bud. We're not allowed to play Neil because he's mad that we're owned by a large multinational conglomerate. Oh, geez. Uh, okay, how, um, how about some Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd, now you're talking. Anything in particular? Uh, another brick in the wall. Classic. Ah, looks like Roger Waters is pissed that the conglomerate that owns us sells medical supplies. He's pissed they sell medical supplies? To Israel. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, tell me what you want to hear, bud. Jeez, I don't know. Um, what about Bruce Springsteen? Springsteen, yes, the boss. <laughs> All right. So, funny story. Oh, you're shitting me. Our general manager, Tim Ellis, is friends with a guy named Ryan Steele. So, Ryan is down in Florida at a Ruby Tuesdays a few years ago for Wings Wednesday and took a picture with Marco Rubio, who's a wing freak himself, and, and Ryan posts that to social media and tagged our general manager, Tim. Well, when Springsteen caught wind of that, he was on fire. Hold up, your general manager isn't endorsing Marco Rubio. He just knows someone who took a picture with him. It's the same thing if you don't think about it. Jeez. What else would you like to hear? You know, not every artist cares about moral purity. Oh, well, then questionable material with Jack and Brian. That's all we have, to be honest. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Happy prison. Hi, uh, I have a prisoner here that I wanted to... um take to a facility to I was going to go to Supermax but then I saw your listing and I wanted to see what sort of um, features that you offered at your happy person oh sure I'm glad you called uh where'd you see our ad by the way uh it was a Facebook ad Facebook okay because we did an ad on Facebook we've done some uh, promotions on on Twitter and and then in prison magazine oh you know what I'm shame on me for having a prisoner and not knowing that publication uh, can you tell me a little bit about the publication a prison magazine? Yeah, it's a magazine for for people who run prisons, either for profit or public uh, prisons. I mean, any prison really, and uh, it features uh, all the all the prison related news, and uh, you get tips on running a prison. There's a centerfold of the best sell sell of the month oh. that you can just kind of pull out and put on your wall or your prison wall if you're in a prison. Okay, wait a minute. So <laughs> this publication now I know you have nothing to do with this, but so this publication has readership that is both prison owners and prisoners. Well, prison workers. Hmm. But they've okay. been known to trade their centerfolds for sacks or cigarettes. <laughs> Wait just a bit. I, I think the prisoners just really want sex really badly. I, I think that's probably a trade where they would have they would have taken a pile of dirt. Well, in the May issue, we're going to touch upon that. <laughs> Well, so you do have something to do with that magazine. Well, I've heard through the grapevine. I mean, it's a small community. You know, rumors rumors get around. I, I bet. There's a lot of things that get around prisons. So you have a, a prisoner you would like to come to our, or you want to know more about our happy prison. Yeah, I'm not sure because, I mean, this guy, um, you know, sort of classic serial rapist, uh, is a gang member, um, uh, sold a lot of drugs to a lot of kids. But, you know, it's like, I don't want him to be miserable in prison. So I, yeah, well, I'm that, just trying to, I'm trying to have a conscience. You know, I, I voted for Biden after all. In fact, I'm going to let him go soon. Check with your DA, but he'll okay it. 
<laughs> cool. I will. But before, before I let him go, I want to send him to someplace. So, so sell me on your prison, sir. Sure. Well, I founded the happy prison because I knew uh, from just word of mouth and from talking to folks and doing some research that prisons generally made people unhappy. They mm-hmm. don't like the prison experience. Okay. And I thought, well, how can I turn that around? It's kind of like car buying. Huh. How so? Well, you know, when you buy a car, most people don't like the car buying experience, do they? Right. No, I don't. And that's why when somebody like Tesla comes out or Saturn with their great cars and they Mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, this car is $4,000 and that's it. That's right. (laughs) So I wanted to change the the prison experience. I -hmm. wanted to make it a happy experience. And I thought, well, what about happy prison? And I checked and it was available and the domain was available. Even Oregon EDU was available. Nobody had squatted happy prison. Wow. That's really great. So what makes your prison so darn happy? So, uh, you know, so my inmate, uh, is, his name is T-Bone and that's actually his given name. Uh, so T-Bone comes mm-hmm. into your prison. Um, how is he, what's the intake process like? And then what is the uh, general population? You know, how is day to day like? Well, the usual prison intake process at an, at an average, not fun, not happy prison right. is kind of you, you walk through, the guards are very kind of gruff with you. You are handed your prison clothes and, and told to strip and switch out of those. Uh, and then you're, you're brought to your cell. Maybe you have a, a cellmate. Maybe you don't. It really just depends. Mm-hmm. But in my case, uh, I know what people want. So you come and you get. Uh, a nice uh, clown jumper. It's funny. It's got little pom-poms on it. That's fun. Okay. It's not orange. It's not, it doesn't say corrections. It's just a smiley face on the back for everyone to see when they're standing in line behind one another. And yep. then pom-pom buttons on the front. It's cute. That sounds and you really know what? cute. Sometimes, you know, instead of shiving one another, sometimes these guys will kind of get in little pom-pom fights and pull on each other's pom-poms. And it's really quite endearing. That's good. What happens after the the pom pom fights? Well, uh, there's I mean, sometimes a happy shiving. <laughs> it's with the best of intentions. Oh well, that makes all the difference. Sometimes intention matters more than the actual result. Yeah, it's not like an angry shiving. It's more like a a happy comical shiving, and it's funny. And then our mind police who kind of patrol the facilities. You know, you'll see them doing the the laughing gesture. It's very funny. And it's, that, it's, it's just cute. That sounds cute. That's really great. What is, so what is, um, so once you're inside your cell, what is, what is it like inside the cell? Like there's just like a toilet and a cot? Well, no, that doesn't make you happy, does it? No, it doesn't. So what we've done is we've expanded the cell. The cell's a little bit bigger. Okay. And we have small families living in the cell with you. <laughs> what? Because we thought, you know, what can we do here to make things different? Well, what if you had a little small family who just emigrated here from Honduras and, you know, they need a, they need a place to stay. Uh-huh. He, he has a place to stay. Yeah. I'm paying for it. You're paying right. for it. With right. With our tax dollars. So let's get them together. So we are. Interesting. Killing two birds with one stone. Okay. The Suarez family and T-Bone living together, T-Bone seeing how the, maybe T-Bone didn't come from a great family background and he's watching the Suarez family and they're doing, they're just lovely. Uh, Mina Suarez and, uh, oh. and 
Paul Suarez or Pablo is, is what they say in, in Honduras. And right. they're two kids and they're just, you know, you see them, they're, they're just a loving family unit. And I think T-Bone can learn from that. And by learning from that, he can be happy. Well, that's great. What do, what do you think he's going to learn from, uh, from, I'm going to call him Paul because I'm in America. Um, what do you think he could learn from Paul and the Suarez family? Well, you know, he sees like a head of household there and, and, and just a, a loving relationship and, and he's, you know, watching them, you know, entertaining the kids and teaching the kids and, you know, he, they, they're here for a better life. Honduras, not so great. You know, have the Suarez family or any other Honduran families lived with someone like T-Bone and how has that gone? Well, this is what we do in that situation. So the Suarez family uh, is currently with Max. He basically was a money launderer, but he did run over somebody with a car. Okay. So he does have a homicidal instinct and we know that. And so what we do, obviously the cell is monitored. We have cameras in the cell. And there is a life-size mannequin of Richard Simmons. <laughs> and if we see Max looking like a little angry or creeping up towards the Suarez family, Richard Simmons lights up, his eyes turn bright red, and he says, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and was and did, did Max um did Max or, or others like him, do they, do they back off when that happens? It's, it's really fun to watch. And it's very, it's, it makes you happy to watch. Cause you see, you see Max kind of firing up and kind of slowly creeping towards the Suarez family as they're playing Yahtzee, but in Spanish. And, and then Richard Simmons eyes light up and no, 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 I don't think so. And you just see him kind of look at Richard and then turn around and go back to his cot. No kidding. So, so it actually works. It does work. And you'd say it's a hundred percent foolproof. Uh, in most cases it is. Yeah. I mean, the Torres family, it was a bit of an issue and I think it was a wiring issue because Richard's eyes didn't light up. Oh, okay. So what happened to the Torres family? Well, they've been repatriated <laughs> at our expense. Oh, geez. That's, I'm sorry that you had to take on that expense. How do you protect, uh, your manhood in the shower in happy prison? Well, it's quite easy. Oh, good. When you are first brought into the prison and you're handed uh -huh. your clothes, uh, prior to putting on your uh, clown jumpsuit with the pom-poms and the smiley face on the back, you are tattooed behind you. You get like a little <laughs> tramp stamp. Good Lord. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. What does the tramp stamp say? Do you know the Teletubbies? Uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah, well, it's one of those. And, you know, it, it depends. We, we give the tattoo artist his choice. Is it Tinky Winky? Is it Lala? Is it Poe? And Nipsey, Russell, whatever it is. <laughs> and so he tattoos one of the Teletubbies right on the tram stamp. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's no way you can force yourself upon another man in a prison shower if you're looking at Tinky Winky. In my experience, that is not true. Huh. Well, in my experience, it is. Huh. <laughs> I wish I had grown up with your experience. <laughs> well, I hope they catch whoever did that to you and they bring him to happy prison. It's weird. It was T-Bone. I've been looking for him for 22 years. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hi, Jack. Hi. 
What uh, what is new in your life? T- uh, tell me something that is new with your life that I could uh, take a nugget from and <laughs> improvise off of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm interested in you as a human. Whatever. Oh, let's see. Well, I'm uh, chilling with a recently spayed German Shepherd. Oh, is that why she's wearing the cone of shame? Is she was just she, recently spayed? Yeah. Oh, for some for some reason I missed that. Uh, oh, so uh, how long ago was that? Uh, I picked last Wednesday. Okay. And she's got to wear that stupid thing for two weeks and it's driving me crazy. Your dog who just had her uterus scraped out. I'm, I'm sorry that that's driving you crazy. Well, she like backs into me, whacks me with it, jumps up on the chair, hits me in the face with it. She's very energetic. Oh, man. But I have a tranquilizer they gave me. So I make tranquilizer omelets in the morning. Really? Yeah. Because otherwise she's going to get all frisky and rip her, you know, tear herself up by running around. So I make a tranquilizer omelet. Every morning. If I remember correctly, you make breakfast for the whole family. Yeah. Is that a little bit of a risky thing to do? I mean, when, when you give her the tranquilizer omelets, like how do you differentiate the omelets between her and the kids or, and your you wife? You don't. You don't. What? You don't. No, I, I heard you. I'm just flabbergasted. Well, you know, listen, I'm, am I going to be like a two pan kitchen? I'm going to have like two different sets of, of eggs going. No, I'm going to make one large omelet. I'm going to divvy it up. Uh, doggy gets hers. Kids get theirs. Mommy gets hers. And everybody has a good sleep. <laughs> but it's the daytime. It's school time. They're in school. Uh, they're just incredibly tired. They're very <laughs> sedate. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I'll, my wife has really kind of uh, dropped the ball when it comes to vacuuming all the dog hair. Right. She's just kind of, you know, she's splayed out in the couch. <laughs> but the most important thing is the dog is mellow. Well, that's that's really good news. Um, not not going to tug at her stitches. Well, so uh, I know you had a, a space ceremony like the, the night before, you know, sort of her her, her last night as a, as a true woman. Um, yeah, so how we call it the, Spay Day. Oh my gosh, Spay Day. How, so how was Spay Day Eve? How did you guys celebrate and how did you honor the dog and her um, reproductive organs that were still with her at the moment, at that time? Well, I mean, what you'd normally do is you, you put on a video of puppies, <laughs> you know, frolicking. That's so sad. Okay. And then you just point to the puppies and you, you just say, none of that. <laughs> You're not doing that to me. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Just say no to litter. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> that seems like a taunting way to, to spend Spay Day Eve. Well, that's the whole point. You want to get them into the idea of, of their uterus being removed okay, and thrown in a heap of uteruses just outside the, the veterinary clinic. <laughs> now, okay. So, right. So you just got to get them used to that idea. I, I get that. And so, yeah. um, okay. So that makes sense. Uh, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit more about how you spend the rest of, um, of spay day Eve and, and, and then spay day. How do you celebrate the, the entire thing? You, you feel guilty, right? Yeah. Because you're, but you're doing, it's for the better. You don't want this dog going, getting knocked up. And then suddenly you got eight more dogs. Yep. It's a lot, a lot of dogs. Yeah. As cute as my dog is. Yeah. So you feel guilty. So what? Yeah. She's a hot dog. Yeah. So you, you feel guilty. So you want your dog to, to have a a good night last night with the uterus. Okay. That's nice. And so what we do, we went to, we went to a dog friendly restaurant. Oh, Okay. I let her choose whatever she wanted from the menu. Mm. 
I uh, put the menu in front of her and she, she took the menu and, and uh, ate it. <laughs> Cause that's what she does. That'll save you money. Yeah. Well, she, you know, she seemed to be happy with the menu. And then the kids and I, we all had our burgers and my wife had a salad. Okay. She's, she's on a diet. Sure. She wants to be, uh, remain thin. So she can remain uh, loved by you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we do. You know, that's, that's kind of, we do have that thing. I have it in the, in the bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I went to Etsy. Okay. And I found someone on Etsy who does it. So they'll take a picture of your loved one. Okay. And they'll, they'll take that picture and then they use Photoshop and they create one to show what happens if that person gained 123 pounds. Oh my Lord. And they, and, so, and then underneath it's, you know, it says uh, on the normal one, it says love. And then the other one, it says no love. And so what <laughs> wow. you do is you hang that either in the bathroom or in her closet. Uh-huh. And it's kind of an inspiration. I love that you inspire people. I like to inspire. That's great. That's really great. So, so you're at the restaurant with your dog. At the restaurant with the dog and my wife having a little salad. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching her and nodding, knowing it. <laughs> Jesus. And... We sing the dog song. They have everybody come around from the restaurant. All the waiters have to come over and they have a, they have a cake. Oh my gosh. That's so nice. Yeah. So it's shaped like a uterus and there's a <laughs> candle sticking out of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, so they come over and they all gather around the dog and they, they say, na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. And then they all clap. And then you try to get the dog to blow out the candle, but she just eats it. And, and then she eats the cake. And you're, and that's kind of symbolic, right? Because mm. she's eating her uterus. And at some point, probably like when I'd much rather be in bed, she's going to have to go outside and and leave that uterus cake somewhere on the lawn. Right, right. And so that... That is a very symbolic gesture. Wow. And then you you take her to a movie. <laughs> we have a dog-friendly movie theater. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So we went there. Secret Life what? of Dogs. <laughs> okay, that's cool. And then we're lucky in that we live not far from uh, the International Museum of the Uterus. <laughs> that is lucky. And so you just, you know, you can go in there and, and walk around and, and get a good idea of, of why they're, they're gross and you don't need them. Yeah. So by the time we're done with that, the dog is fairly convinced she doesn't want that thing anymore. That's great. Cause she's, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. She's getting rewards. Dogs respond to rewards. She's getting a reward. She knows she's losing her uterus and she's yeah. being rewarded for it. By then it's like, she can't wait to get it out of there. I would I guess. Well, there's a, there's a movie series. Oh, really? So yeah, there's a movie that they created in the fifties called this is what happens. It's the same people who used to do the marijuana movies. Yeah. Uh, which I forget the name of those stone crazy. What was it called? Where they said that smoking marijuana made you go crazy. Yes. And turned you into a criminal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I forget the name. It's a shame. But, uh, so there's a, there's in a movie series like that. And it says, this is what happens if you keep the uterus. Okay. And so it just shows a dog minding its own business, a female dog. And then another dog come runs in, just mounts and goes crazy. And then there's a wipe and it says months later and you see eight dogs and the poor dog is run ragged. 
Yep. She, she's got 10 nipples. She's got all these things just tugging at her nipples and she just wants to be left alone and she can't. And, you know, and the dad's not around. He took off. <laughs> He's not there. Uh-huh. So the poor thing is just looking and she's, she knows that her, her master is mad at her because yep. they didn't want to have nine dogs in the house. And so, it, and it's really sad. And so it, it really teaches you uh, to not want your uterus. That's, that's great. It's, it's great that you have a, a multimedia way to sort of show that to your dog as well. Yeah, but it's, it's weird too, because my wife watched it with us and then she looked at our kids and started to cry. <laughs> well, but, well, that's odd because you, you went and had her spayed in, what was that, summer of 2020? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a thing. It was going okay. around. You know, there were a couple of things, you know, there, were, there was rioting and then there was pe- people spaying their spouses. Right. Right. It was just a thing. It was a trend. Uh, and if anyone is going to follow a trend, it's Brian Sack. That's right. It was a, it was a funny fad. Uh, there happens to be right next to the International Museum of the Uterus is a, a, a spay for humans place. Pay and spay. <laughs> <Okay>. Right. <laughs> good. It sounds like a good facility. Yeah. I mean, it's on the third floor. It's a walk up. It's not particularly... Classy. It kind of had the vibe of a of an Asian massage parlor. <laughs> they couldn't afford an elevator. No, and that I mean the, the hard part is leaving. <laughs> you know, you, you're going up there. You haven't been cut open, uh, but then when on your way out, you know you have an incision. Uh, you know the doctor, you know may or may not have done a great job stitching because she's right. in the middle of a massage. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so how do you get how do you get your um your your shocked wife out of this spay parlor? I had her just kind of jump up on my back and hold on to me, and then I walked down the stairs very carefully. Because you're a gentleman, but I'm a gentleman. Uh, what I didn't realize is that, you know she still had her medical gown on. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah you know, I couldn't figure out why people were cheering. <laughs> I just thought they, they thought that I was a cool husband. Right. Of course. Uh, but we're on a ton of videos. I don't know if you saw any of them. We're all over social media. Yeah. I, did, I, I saw something. I, I, I saw a pair, of, I saw some silver white uh, hair and, um, and a really nice tushy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sobbing woman. Yeah, but it was cheap. <laughs> Well, that's a huge win. Congratulations, Brian. Well, you know, uh, congratulations to you, your wife, and your dog. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> hey, Brian. Ha. Hi. Hi. So I was uh, watching last week at uh, Joe Biden's uh, press conference, his uh, two-hour-long record-breaking press conference. Yeah. Yeah, Joe yeah. Biden. Yeah. yeah, Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden. Yeah, it's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden, and you're yeah. a stupid son of a bitch, Brian. Corn pop. Yeah, that you. What you? You asked me a question. You stupid. You stupid. Oh, mm. <laughs> corn pop. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the the press conference commemorated uh, the fact that it's been uh, one year. It, it feels like it's been 14 years, but it's only been one year of the Biden presidency so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much, and happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So. Um, you know, Joe Biden's popularity is maybe not what they would like it to be right now. Not so good. 
it's not, yeah, not so good. Not so good. It's, uh, he's not very popular. And, but at least it's bipartisan. Yeah, it, it's, it, it is nice. It's again, it's sort of like, um, Bill de Blasio sort of bringing people together with a yeah. shared level of, uh, hatred, disdain and disappointment. That's right. You know, it's unifying. It's it's unifying at a time when yeah. our country needs it, which is what Joe Biden promised to begin with. That's right. Woo. So far, so good. So good. So we've we finished year one, and 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 mm. I think he knows he's got some uh, bridges to uh, repair. Not literally, because I don't know if that bill ever passed, but um, but some bridges to repair with voters, and uh, some ways to sort of get that approval rating up. And and I know you're uh, you know have friends in the Biden campaign. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of a lot of my friends are we call them Bidenese. Oh, see, I, I right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, B I D E N E S E. It's kind of like a nationality almost. They're Bidenese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I could see that being an, a, a nation or a cult. So, what are some of the plans to win uh, the hearts and minds of voters so that they're going to get that approval rating up? Because you know, I mean, let's face it. There's no there's no guaranteeing he's going to see a third year for. Any number of reasons. So he, they're going to want him to go out on top. They're going to want him to go out with something sort of gaudy, like a, an approval rating in the 40s. Yeah. Some sort of big gaudy, heavy number like that. Um, so what are some of the plans to just sort of like suck up and win over uh, uh, voters? So the way to win people over uh, is tried and true. It's been this way forever. Yep. It is food. Yes. Food is how you, you win someone over. You break bread. Sure. In this case, you form a partnership with McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you get the McNuggets into a Biden face shape. <laughs> okay. So there's going to be an exclusive partnership with McDonald's. Biden nuggets. Okay. Are Joe Biden shaped nuggets. They're as delicious as the chicken nuggets we've all come to to know and love. Okay. From McDonald's. And so it'll be a nice little treat. You'll pull up to the window. You'll say, oh, I'm going to have a 10-pack of McNuggets, please. And they'll say, you, do you mean Biden nuggets? And and you say, okay. And you get them. And then when you go to pop in your mouth, you're reminded all the time that this president is bringing you something delicious into your stomach. Well, that makes a lot of sense. What other ways that they can sort of suck up and win over voters? Well, I mean, there are, there are a few tried and true methods. One, of course, is throwing money at them. <laughs> That's, that is a classic. So we've repurposed our, all of our B-52 long-range tactical bombers. <laughs> okay. Now, we don't need them right now. There are no potential conflicts we have to worry about. Sure. So they're filled with dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And they'll be flying all around the United States. And Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And they'll be unloading their payload of dollar bills. Okay. Now, they have somewhat illegally stamped a, a gift from Joe <laughs> on all of these dollar bills. Okay. Because technically it's illegal to deface currency, but hey, he's the head of the government. Who's going to have a problem with it? Right. Well- and sure. so the idea is you'll just be doing your business, walking around, you're in the woods, you're, you're tilling your fields, you're driving home uh, drunk from a bar, and yep. then suddenly you see green flying everywhere. So what do you do? You stop tilling, you know, you, you, you run outside of your, you park on the side of their highway and you start running around to get these dollar bills. Right. 
and you got you scoop out as many as you can get, and you're looking at us as a gift from Joe, and you know, wow. oh, thank you, Joe, and it, that it's a little connection between you and the president. Uh, that's really sweet. There, there's something very personal about that that I really like. That having shooting money at people from a B fifty two. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we have these bombers. They're expensive, and they're just sitting there. We're not doing any bombing. No. So no, let's we're make not. it rain. Make so, it rain. So when you bomb when you bomb people with money, can't those payloads come in at kind of incredibly high speeds? I mean, like, what if you like? You know, are you sending in rolls of quarters and stuff like that? Uh, initially that w- there was a plan to do quarters, but what they learned is quarters, unlike dollars, mm-hmm. uh, don't offer a ton of resistance when they're falling from okay. 35,000 feet. Okay. So dollars will take their darn time. Mm-hmm. They will just kind of flicker about like a feather and eventually find their way down to the ground. Quarters, a roll of quarters, especially, uh, just falls directly down. And, you know, if you're in a car and it hits the car, it's going to go right through. Um, I forget the name of the lady, but it can definitely break your skull. So that has been shelved. Cause I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, having your house damaged by a $10 roll of quarters uh-huh. and having $40,000 of damage to your roof, you're not winning anybody over. Right. Right. That's why yeah. operation make it rain is strictly paper bills now. Okay. So you definitely field tested that. We did. Okay. Went through a lady's head, huh? One. Okay. I mean, the odds are so incredibly slim. She had to be the unluckiest lady. And with those kind of odds, something was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She probably would have died of something else like a day or two later. That's kind of what we said. (laughs) How old was she? 20. (laughs) Well, okay. For something probably would have gotten her. So, uh, okay. So that, all right. So they're going to make it rain. She had a lifetime ahead of her to get killed. So, I mean, we, you know, we just, she was that unlucky. Well, speed up the process sometimes. It's, it's I'm exact. sure it's a blessing. Yep. So uh, what other ways, you know, can you sort of um, appeal uh, specifically to men? You know, I, I think uh, the Biden administration is really sort of realizing that they've pushed uh, the male voters away and are going to really try and get their numbers up with men in the, in the second year. How are they uh, hoping to do that? Well, one way w- that was tossed around was to pack the Supreme Court mm-hmm. with sexy ladies. Oh, hi. Hi. Because uh-huh. right now, how many sexy ladies are on the Supreme Court? Two, three, max. Max. Um, and so that was one idea. So what if we had 17 judges and and the bulk of them were sexy ladies? And, you know, these, these black robes. Yeah. That are, remind me of the the niqab and, and the burqas. You know, we don't need that. I want to see some some skin. Yeah. On my judges. Who? Normally they gave, I would be opposed to this, but I'm kind of into this. Yeah. But the downside is the pack in the Supreme Court is extremely unpopular. So they got away from that idea. Oh, shoot. Well, what can we uh, do with sexy ladies? So we want to appeal to male voters. Well, what do male voters want? Well, McNuggets. We've yeah. already taken care of that. Yep. What else do male voters want? Well, they want a pretty lady to to show interest in them. Of course. Even if it's superficial. The slightest acknowledgement will make a man over the moon. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, yes. If I walk into my grocery store and the cashier says, I love your hair. 
I will have an erection for eight to 12 hours. That's what men want. Yeah. Just a slight compliment. It's true, actually. It's all it takes. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of being in front of a young 20-year-old girl Uh and she just looks right through me. She doesn't Mm. see me. Uh, Okay, I'm a little older, sure. But, you know, I'm a man. Just just acknowledge that I'm here. Right. Oh, you can't because there's a roll of quarters through your head. Fine. (laughs) You deserve that. Let's... Maybe let's edit that part out, Brian. I'm not sure she deserved that. Well, I could have helped her, but I didn't. You know why? Because she looked right through me. Good Lord. I want to be loved. I'm human and I need to be loved. It's like an episode of Breaking Bad. All of a sudden, you're watching women die. Oh, she's not dead. What? She's not dead. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened to her? What, what, is, what is she? She's super ugly now. I have no interest in her. <laughs> Does she identify as pretty though? A roller quarters will do terrible things when it's dropped from 30,000 feet. <laughs> even if you're a sexy redhead. Oy. All right. Well, um, well, thanks for this uh, chilling update on what the Biden administration has in store for everybody. Yeah. They're really working. They need a new angle. They, they're, they're constantly thinking of new ideas to, mm-hmm. to win people over. Yeah. Yeah. Keep thinking. He might just you know, visit everybody. <laughs> he might just drop by for a weird, long, awkward conversation and hug. Because, you know, when, when you meet somebody, it kind of changes the way you, you feel about them. You like them a little bit. It's, it's yeah. hard to write them off. Like, you know, I don't like Bill de Blasio. Sure. And, but I've never met him in person. Yep. But if I did, I'd, I'd probably be like, oh, he's, he's a human being. I, I guess I'd feel bad if, if a roll of quarters hit him in the head. I've met him and uh, that's not true. Oh, I hate that guy. Jack. Brian. There's money in podcasts if you can land a sponsor. And I found some folks who are interested in advertising on questionable material. That's great. Uh, they, w- they would like you to read the ads. They, they feel I'm too professional. They want kind of like an average every, every man kind of voice. And uh, they sent me scripts. If you can read these scripts professionally yeah. and properly, okay. uh, then we have a chance at landing a sponsor. Well, there's an opening right now for sponsors. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, yeah, no problem at all. I'll, I'll seal that deal for us. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm sending you okay. in now. All right. It's from right. a car dealership. Ooh, a car dealership. That Yeah, okay. Yeah. They and like, got, a, yeah, like potential. local TV ads and stuff. There's yeah. money to be made there. Yeah. And maybe we get a discount on a car. Okay, cool. Okay, great. Um, if you're okay, in the market. I just open it. Uh, let me read it real quick. Don't that's read it quick. No, no, you just got to read it. You want to be professional and you want to get that ad out there. The sooner that ad's out there in space, the, the sooner we make money. <clears throat> Take yeah. her away. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm ready to go. Here we go. I've never read this. Okay. Professional. Professional. Questionable Material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Ellerson Toyota, home of the no stress car buying experience. At Ellerson, we know that buying a car is considered one of the most unpleasant uh, experiences for the average consumer. People don't like shifty sales practices and haggling over tiny details. (laughs) We get it. That's why our sales staff is the most laid-back sales staff in the Upper Valley. They will let you browse the showroom at your own pace. 
They won't even approach you. They won't even look your way. It's like you're dead to them. Barbara will sit at her desk playing Wordle. Kevin is on the phone with his needy girlfriend, and Stan is looking at pornography to take his mind off his sexless marriage. When you're ready to buy the Toyota of your dreams, just approach any one of them and let them know which car you're interested in. They'll give you what we like to call the no BS price. That's right. It's one price, one number, no haggling, no tricks, and no funny business. Just the exact price that we're willing to sell the car for. Don't like the price? Don't buy the car. It's as easy as that. Just turn your fat ass right around and get the hell out of the showroom. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, you greedy dick. (laughs) You think you could finagle some kind of sweet deal just because we're not pestering your ass and trying to outwit? Give me a break, you dog-faced pony soldier. (laughs) We gave you a price, and that was the deal. It's that price. You think sexless marriage stand was the only thing that screws him to be a customer? GTFO. We have a wide range of Toyotas to choose from. Avalon, Camry, Corolla, and Prius. Plus, we stock some rare sport uh, sportier models like the GR Supra and a gender-neutral minivan. Want to learn more? Look it up on the computer terminal in the showroom. Don't ask Barbara, Kevin, or Stan. They're there for one reason only, to give you the no BS price. You try talking to them about something else, they're going to stare at you like you're an alien. That's the Ellison Toyota promise. Swear to God, don't try to be clever. Just come in, get the price, and get the car, or don't. Open seven days a week, except Monday. (laughs) Mm. Shoot. Okay. Obviously, didn't get that one. Yeah. I relate to Stan. I feel like I want to get to know Stan, maybe have a drink with him. Hey, get a deal on a Toyota. Uh, no, there's just one price, Brian. There's no deal to be had. You're right. You're right. It's the no BS price. Uh, Man. We've got another chance. Uh, I sent you another script. They, they called people the, the D word. They, uh, That's weird in an ad. You shouldn't do that. I mean, I, I know this from being in advertising. You don't want to insult yeah. the customer or potential customers. Uh, but to each their own. Uh, to each their own. I've just gotten the second <clears throat> script. I am ready to uh, read it at your uh, leisure. Get that ad out there. Make us okay. some money. Okay, can can you count me down? Three, two, one, professional. Questionable Material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Ikea with everything you need for your home. From furniture to home goods to meatballs that accidentally had horse meat in them once, Ikea has it all. With Ikea's incredible prices, you can turn your house into a home for not a lot of money. (laughs) In the market for a bed, check out the Glorgenflug. A modern example of Scandinavian furniture tradition. A simple, sleek design with an untreated wood frame and balsa wood slats. Pair the Glurgenflug with the Vup... <laughs> Pair the Glurgenflug with the Booby Glorf dresser. <laughs> Made out of cedar shavings and chicken wire. It's going to be a long one. Want to modernize your media room? IKEA has a wide selection of TV benches to park your big screen on. The Tugel Media Bench features pull-out uh, drawers for storage. The Glorgan is designed specifically to hold video game consoles. <laughs> and if you need something that is minimal- minimalist in nature...
take a look at the fart. <laughs> Working from home, IKEA has you covered with a large assortment of desks and office chairs to suit your style. <laughs> the Vagina Desk is made from white pine and recycled pickle jars. The peeny swivel, the peeny swivel chair rolls, reclines, and adjusts its height. The brick, the brick workstation comes with an ingenious way to hide all of your cable clutter and a secret porn drawer. Entertain guests in a warm, welcoming living room. The pooping door sofa is made from sponges and repurposed cigarettes. Have guests staying over? Have them sleep on the flegal tits pull-out sofa and then creep up on them at 3 a.m. to see if you can get something going. Naka naka. Scandinavian style is timeless. Don't be a doozlefoos, which is Swedish for pig liquor. Come on down. Ikea is open seven days a week, but feel free to shop online because Ikea delivers everywhere except the Democratic Republic of Congo. Ooh, we did not get Ikea. <clears throat> Literally wiping away tears from my eyes. <sighs> well, that's too bad because that's a big chain. They got a lot of bucks. Yeah, there's a, <laughs> this, uh, that's a, that's a tough one to read. <clears throat> I guess. That's a shame. The Glergenflug. <clears throat> Glergenflug. <laughs> Just sent you a third... Potential sponsor. I wouldn't mind a flegal tits pullout sofa. Yeah. I mean, if you know your wife's an interior design, she probably knows all these names. By oh, heart. She, I'm sure she buys them for her clients all the time. Whew, sorry about that. I, um, okay. I'm ready for the third. I'm sorry. All right. Well, it should be arriving in your inbox any second now. I've already opened it, but I have not read it. Take her away. Three, okay. two, one. Professional. Questionable material with Jack and Brian is brought to you by Miss Whiskers, the region's only cat bordello. You heard that right. It's the only place where your frisky little critter can purchase feline companionship. The sex trade may be illegal for humans, but it's definitely not for cats. <laughs> Don't believe me? You could read the law for yourself. Just visit http colon backslash backslash www dot Miss Whiskers Cat Bordello.com slash feline hump laws. <laughs> Once you've digested that, book an appointment for your frisky friend by visiting http colon backslash backslash www.misswhiskerscatbordello.com slash feline hump appointment. <laughs> When you bring your furry love nugget to Miss Whiskers, you'll be greeted at the door with a beverage of your choice. Your cat companion will be taken to the world's biggest cat mattress, where they'll be warmly welcomed by our com kitty companions who hail from a variety of Latin American and Eastern European countries. Don't you worry, your randy little furball will have the time of their nine lives. Like we said, it's illegal for you to engage in a transactional sexual relationship, so while you're waiting, you can relax in our comfortable human waiting lounge. It's tastefully decorated with sexy cat wallpaper and equipped with a foosball table, a life-size ice sculpture of Judge Jeanine Pirro, and a VHS library featuring most of the third season of Knight Rider. Prefer to read while you wait? We have the second largest collection of Little House on the Prairie erotic fan fiction in the Northern Hemisphere. 
talk about Laura Ingalls getting wilder. Miss Whiskers is open six days a week, but closed Sundays like Chick-fil-A. Uh, not because we're Baptists, but because our little pussycats need a break. Trust me, your cat will have the perfect time. So what are you waiting for? Reserve your slot now. HTTP colon backslash backslash www.misswhiskerscatbordello.com. Your cat will thank you in the only way they know how, by bringing you a mouse heart. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn. Well, Damn. Yeah. That's that's tough. I I do we want to be the podcast that you know slings cat cat hookers? Yeah, slings cat hookers. Fine. If it pays, yeah, pays the bills. I, I get I get, all right. I, I think this is a, a morality test and we, we see where we both stand. Yep. I'm, I believe in a, in a open sex trade. Yeah, I do too. Sex actually. workers unite. Uh, That's right. I want to unionize you. <laughs> That's right. I'm there for you. I want to help them unionize. I, I know you do, buddy. I know you do. Um, well, that's it. Yeah. Review us and all that. Yeah, please do. And I, I'm, I'm sorry uh, to, to our listeners, but mostly I'm sorry to you, Brian, that um, I couldn't provide income for us this week. It's, you know, we keep getting chances. We're lucky in that respect. People keep giving us chances. Yep. It really is a blessing. And at some point we'll get it. Yeah, we will. Um, well, uh, yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, as Brian said, review us and all that. You know, and like, as I like to say, tell a friend. You, you have a friend who likes to laugh and like, complains about uh, there's nothing to watch or listen to or comedy is not funny anymore. Tell them about this podcast. It's the number one thing you can do. Tell people about the show. Bye, Jack. Bye, Brian. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 